Welcome to American Players Theater Talk Backs to Go. I'm Buzz Kemper, and I invite you to take a walk up the hill with Orange Schroeder and me as Orange talks with actors Melissa Pereira and Marcus Trushinsky about APT's 2019 production of Macbeth by William Shakespeare. We're here to talk about Macbeth today, and we have Macbeth himself and Lady Macbeth, Marcus and Melissa. Thank you for joining us. The first thing I wanted to ask was the uh, the question that comes up among uh, theater fans when you talk about Macbeth, and that is the superstition about not saying the name of the play, so it's often referred to as the Scottish play. How, how superstitious are you? Are, are people saying Macbeth right and left when they talk about the play? And where did that come from? Some people are saying it. Some people are saying it. I choose not to. I choose not to because I've seen, I've seen its work <laughs> firsthand. Ooh. Where um, we were doing the play The Tempest here my first year. And uh, there are um, some spirits in it. Uh, and they were all wearing these really, really elaborate costumes. And somebody backstage said the name of the play. And they said, I don't know what the big deal is. And then this actor walked backstage and literally fell down the stairs. <laughs> I mean, like f- 15 stairs and was oh. pretty badly injured, but, and for many, many other reasons I've seen it. But so I try not to say it for that, you, for that reason. Um, I think while working on the play itself, mm-hmm. we've sort of, I've given myself permission to use the name because it's easier to, you know, it's a shortcut. You can't, but outside of the rehearsal room is a different thing. Um, or if I, if I were working on another play right now at the same time, I wouldn't just bring those words into the other space or I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm very, very superstitious. I think it has something to do with honoring the the history of the play on some level. I think, like you, like Marcus said, there are lots of people that have experienced how spooky it can be. And some of the incantations in the, in the play are, you know, said to be actual incantations in the world of witchcraft, you know? So you just have to treat that with respect and honor and we do our work through that. So, yeah, I'm very superstitious. I have to say my own name in the play. And so I'm going, I always go over my lines at the dog park when I'm walking my dogs and I will, I'll have to say my own name at one point and I will just mouth it. I will completely not say it out loud just because I don't want to mess with it. I don't want to mess with the universe. Well, you wouldn't want to bring bad luck, luck to your dog either. So that would be, right. that would yeah. be a really terrible <laughs> thing. So speaking of the witches, um, they can be played different ways as just women or as actual spirits. Um, how are they being portrayed in this version of Macbeth? We are, we are trying to make them real people. Real people who have um, who have these powers, but they don't have the power to uh, make people make the choices that we make in this play. Um, he's really trying to make it uh, their choice mm-hmm. to to move forward um, with the plots. I don't know yeah, if we're and, to say. And <laughs> we're referring them to in our play as the sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't call them witches. We just call them the sisters, and they have this connection. 
um, with other uh, with the spiritual world in a way that other characters don't. And so they're kind of the conduit for that. And, you know, we don't want to spoil anything, but they are they are real people like all of us. And in this world, um, they provide us with information that then the two of us have agency to act on or not. So your your actions are not fated. Correct. It's, it's a decision. It's a possible or, future. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and what kind of world is it? I mean, is it being set in a, a literal Scottish kingdom or fiefdom or thanedom? It's like prehistoric, pre-Christian, not medieval, mm-hmm. but it's before Christian times. Uh, mm-hmm. our, if you see our, our set, um, has these big kind of Stonehenge-looking rocks on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's... That's yeah. kind of our world. What's cool about it is that we've gotten to make up a lot of rules together as an ensemble. And that has been really informational for the life of the play because everyone has an input as to what, how do we greet each other? What are the things that this community respects uh, versus those things that we don't consider uh, honorable or valuable? So we create all of those rules uh, ourselves as an ensemble. And I think that that's really powerful to work on this play through that lens. And I think that a lot of people wouldn't understand how that would work because obviously you're working with the play as written by William Shakespeare. So you have a text, you have certain guidelines that are in the text, but what you're saying is that the setting and the approach to the text is actually quite quite unusual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think we're we're not trying to modernize the play in any way. Kind we're of the just opposite. trying to, yeah, <laughs> kind of, yeah exactly, if yeah. anything, yeah. Um, we're trying to, yeah, add add rituals to the play to kind of enrich the story, to make the story bigger, and to make <laughs> while not modernizing it, modernizing it for a, a modern audience and modern eye. I think. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about any of that. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, and we, people have to come see it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, come see it. So even people who've seen Macbeth or the Scottish play before should see this production because it's going to be different. Have Have either of you played these roles before? No, I've not. I played her once before mm. um, in graduate school, so completely, you know, nailed it the first time. But we'll see yeah. what I do. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm very. It's completely different, like anything, you know. It doesn't matter that how many times you've done it before. I've never done it with this ensemble. I've never done it with this amount of rehearsal, uh, with this care that we're taking to study the world and understand the world we're all a part of. Uh, so never to this kind of depth. I feel like on some level for me, and you can tell me if you feel the same, but like what's really cool about APT is that I'm not just an actor coming here for contract to do a job. Like I feel very responsible uh, to, it's kind of, I feel like it's like a thesis role on some level of my professional career to be able to play this for this audience who has seen me grow up from Juliet to now doing Lady M. So it, it just means a lot to me, and I take it very seriously, and it's very personal and collaborative work in a way that I think helps me be a better artist. Yeah, and I, I've been in the play once before, and it was the last time it was here, and uh, I played Menteith, who was one of the 
lords, and it's actually cut from our production. <laughs> That's how important it was. Um, but yeah, like Melissa said, we are now kind of growing into these kinds of roles at the theater and have been able to see some really, really great artists do these kinds of plays over and over and ourselves learning from from watching and learning from each other because we've now played opposite each other a bunch of times and this is something completely different that mm -hmm. we now have the opportunity to kind of to grow up into these these roles and do it together which is and this is a, cool. a longer rehearsal um, period than many theaters have the luxury of having how many weeks uh, are you working on the play I think it's 85 we're working now. We have been working no, already for is, 85 yeah. weeks. <laughs> 85 weeks. We really truly have been working on it for yeah. about a year yeah. and, and talking about it. And um, But our rehearsal period is a lot longer than most. Uh, usually you have about three weeks, sometimes including technical rehearsal, uh, to put up a play. And a play that of this magnitude, is it's difficult to do that because you're not really mining things. You're just making choices for something that will work quickly. And this, we can really truly examine characters psychologically, physically, uh, how they work together. Um, we can do a lot of table work. We can actually just sit down and talk about the play and about the ideas of the play. Um, which is, it's a huge luxury in this day and age because we don't, yeah, it isn't just about um, putting up the product. It is about examining what the product actually is and what it actually means, I think, which and is in, really cool for us. In total, how many, is it six weeks that we rehearse? Yeah. Or do we get more yeah. because it opens the third? I think we get Spot. maybe a little bit more. Okay. It's between six to eight weeks. Yes, wow. so a long <laughs> time. A couple months. Yeah. yeah. And, and the mm -hmm. director, James DeVita, has, of course, been working on it for a really long time, mm -hmm. uh, researching and reading and working on his interpretation of it. Mm -hmm. um, well, the two of you play husband and wife, which I don't think you've done in previous plays, um, but this is a unique relationship, mm -hmm. Lord and... Uh, or Thane Macbeth and mm -hmm. Lady Macbeth. Um, tell us about your relationship and um, uh, the roles that you play. You want to start? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's been the most fun. I mean, for me, it's the main relationship that I delve into most of my scenes. I don't get to uh, spend with the rest of the cast. It's mainly me and Marcus. Mm -hmm. So it has been really important to track who these people are, how this marriage functions, who helps who and when and why and what mm -hmm. do we need from each other on a very personal and human level, yes, these people are talking about committing a huge crime, and yet they're still people. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're wrestling with. How do these people who are just people like you and me make these horrible choices? Uh, and it's really terrifying to know that the ability to make these choices exists in so many human beings. So we're just like a step away from madness, if you mm -hmm. will. Yeah, I think that's, that's kind of the goal, is to make them people, make them real people. So you see yourself doing, from an audience's perspective, see yourself doing something like this, or what would you feel like if you did something like this? But uh, there's some famous quote, I don't know who says it, but they, that <laughs> Lady M and, and McBee have the have the only good marriage in Shakespeare. <laughs> because they really, truly, 
truly do love each other uh, to the point where they can do this horrible thing together, but they're doing it because they want to, they want to make their lives better and they, and they really, really love each other. And that is actually kind of their fatal flaw. Both of them is this, is this kind of love. And uh, it's, it's fun for us to play this as, as horrible as all of the things that they end up doing. It is all out of this, this love for each other. And a lot of high schools study Macbeth. Um, mm. And of course, you'll be having these wonderful student matinees where, where um, kids come to see it. Um, how, how is it different, do you think, for a young person to see the play as opposed to the more mature audience? I think we all take stories wherever we're at, you know? So I think that every audience that comes into interaction with this will receive what they came here with at the same time as uh, what we are offering. So I, I don't know that I can give you an answer as to what students are going to, to see, but what I hope is that they cling on to the relationships that we're making and that we are able to post uh, pose a question that they can wrestle with when they ride on the bus home. It, and it certainly is uh, one of the most accessible plays language-wise. The language is, while very, very beautiful, it is very, very kind of straightforward and very, very forward-moving language. So uh, they'll be able to really, really kind of understand it and and I think get a great experience from the play because because of that because they'll be able to understand the theme and there's only really one main plot and all of the subplots are directly linked to that main plot they're not something completely different and and it's such an exciting thriller mm-hmm. of a plot so mm-hmm. it's going to be a, yes. a del- really wonderful experience to see it come alive on stage again thank you both mm. thank you for having thank us. you very much American Players Theatre Talk Backs to Go is a co-production of Orange Tree Imports and Audio for the Arts. Please find us on iTunes and YouTube under APT Talk Backs to Go. Our theme song is called Play in the Woods and is written and performed by myself, Ben Ferris, Tyler Willenbrink, Noah Gilfillan, Elliot Gilfillan, Grant Blaschka, and Susan Hofer. With Orange Schroeder, I'm Buzz Kemper. Thank you for listening.